0: Welcome to the Billions of Atoms podcast. My name is Dino. Billions of Atoms is all about our own personal experience with meaning and purpose in life and what we have done in various stages of our life to find meaning and purpose. My dad ruled with an iron fist in our house. It was like four little mice living with a lion. Nervous little creatures with darting eyes, anxiously tiptoeing around the house, trying our very best to be unseen, to be unheard. Being seen or being heard would draw his attention, and we never knew how that was going to play out, particularly when he was drinking. I was kind of proud of my old man being a Vietnam veteran. Even up until I was 17 years old, I was proud of him. I didn't really know him, at all really, but I just thought he was badass and I knew he was damaged from the war. As a child I really wasn't aware of how dysfunctional he was. The violence, the drinking, yelling and the psychological abuse. I kind of thought that was the way everyone lived. It wasn't until I was in my mid to late 20s that I began to realise that he had probably suffered from a mental illness or a mental condition of some description or at the very least a personality disorder. In my mid to late 20s, I had experienced my fair share of trauma And it was at this stage in my life I was really prepared to work on myself. My twin brother and I would have conversations for hours about our psychology, about what our motivations were, what motivated us to do things. We would share any new insights we'd read in books or discoveries we made about ourselves and our behaviours. I had read a lot of books about the Vietnam War, both historical accounts from when the French had been in that conflict, and the biographies of other Vietnam veterans, both American and Australian. The stereotype of veterans from the Vietnam War have been portrayed in film, from movies like Rambo, Apocalypse Now, and Platoon. I understood that he must have had psychological trauma he experienced while in combat, and the difficulties he may have faced when returning home, adjusting back to civilian life, contributed to him having difficulty controlling his anger. The Vietnam War created an atmosphere of hostility in the public, and distrust towards those who had served in the war. The war was heavily criticised. And news footage of children being napalmed outraged the public opinion. And the Americans and any allies involved in the conflict became known as baby killers. Far from the heroes that the young men must have aspired to be. On return, the disappointment must have been heartbreaking. This negative perception caused veterans to feel isolated and alone leading them to seek solace in alcohol and other forms of substance abuse. As an adult, the more I read, the more stories I discovered about the war and the psychological effects. Despite all this knowledge, the opinion I formed was not one of understanding nor of compassion. I could not escape this overwhelming feeling that my father had fallen into a pattern of behavior. A crevice I used to call it when telling people about my father. I felt he fell into a behavioural crevice pattern of abuse. And at the age of 27, I had a revelation and it had a deep impact on my life. My revelation was when you are exhibiting behaviours that are destructive or that do not serve you, the only option you have is to climb, to grab the walls of that crevice and climb out, to change, to identify the patterns and change it. I knew my father could have changed if he tried, but he felt comfortable in there. And as a result, he not only ruined his own life, he ruined many decades of the life of the woman he loved and ruined the childhood of his children. I do hope you enjoy the personal stories. There is not a lot of lightheartedness amongst it. I, I will admit they are fairly heavy going. And the purpose isn't to be all morbid in reflection on this. It's really trying to unpack the stories that are relevant for you to help you understand where we're coming from here. But also, it is uh, it is a fairly interesting story in our family. And, and I have often asked my older brother to perhaps write a novel or something about about our family experiences. Um, so I will continue to do them if you if you wanted to give us some feedback on our socials, that would be great. but I'll also try my best to link them into to the topic on the day and I think today is is an example of that where we're talking about, uh, neural pathways, and I, I specifically want to focus on neural pathways and building neural networks, and 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 the way our mind operates, and I want to link that more to how we connect or how we disconnect to society and maybe explore some of the concepts around neural pathways when it comes to hatred, um, but also whether it's possible for us to build new neural networks and change behaviors and change the way we think about things. There is some very interesting research out there around this. So let's get into the episode. The way we Connect with others is largely determined by neural pathways in our brains. By understanding the science behind this connection, we can become more intentional about the way we interact with others. So let's dive in and learn more about the neural pathways of connection. There's a lot that goes on in our brains when we're trying to connect with someone. Scientists have only just begun to scratch the surface of how complex these neural pathways are, but what we do know is that they play a big role in everything from finding a partner to raising children. Neural pathways are the connections related to information traveling between neurons. These pathways allow neurons to communicate with each other, forming networks which control our behaviors and our surroundings. Neural pathways are formed by adaptations and environmental changes where the most efficient path is used over time and eventually solidified into a habit or a behavior. This makes it easier for information to be processed between the neurons, creating a pathway capable of moving quickly and efficiently in everyday life. As neural pathways progress and evolve, so will our connection to our external environment. Understanding how we learn and make decisions becomes clearer when we investigate these neural interconnections Neural pathways are the fundamental mechanism mediating communication among the various parts of the nervous system. These pathways comprise a vast network of interconnected neurons that use chemical and electrical signals to facilitate communication. Each neuron passes its signal onto several others, which in turn pass it on to others, with different kinds of connections between neurons existing at each synapse. Through this process, neural pathways enable information to be rapidly transmitted across long distances with precision and accuracy. In other words, every neural pathway is part of a larger whole that serves to connect holistic elements within the human body. Neural pathways are necessary for humans to create connection with each other. Through these pathways, individuals can experience emotions like hatred and love, as well as establish bonds of empathy or understanding. Without neural pathways, humans would be unable to transfer vital emotions and feelings across our species, omitting a large facet of our existence. This concept of neural pathways helps us to realize the social implications related to connecting between humans emotionally. Real-life relationships based on hatred or love can be further understood in terms of neural transmission, allowing us additional insight into social-emotional exchanges. Neural pathways or nerve cells are integral to the development of our brain's ability to store, learn, and create memories. Through the process of forming and reinforcing synapses along these pathways, human beings are able to forge lasting relationships built on simple emotions like hatred, love, and empathy. Though neural pathways networks in our brains over time as we experience life, scientists note that we may also alter these networks through certain activities such as meditation. In this way, by controlling our neural pathways, we can strengthen existing connections or create new ones between ourselves and others. Ultimately, it is the strength of these paths that allow us to foster relationships with one another and recognize emotions like compassion and kindness towards each other. In short, it is what makes us uniquely human. We all know the brain is a complex system that allows us to make sense of the world around us and respond accordingly. It contains distinct areas, each specialised in performing certain tasks. For example, the frontal lobes are responsible for executive functions such as problem solving and abstract thinking and decision making, whereas the occipital lobes are specialised for vision processing. Other examples of localised brain activity include language processing in the temporal lobe and movement coordination in the cerebellum. Each of these sections has its own specific neural pathways that create different types of connections with other parts of the brain or with the sensory neurons throughout the body. This intricate network allows us to interact with our environment and survive. Recent studies have investigated how news and social media consumption can lead us to biased interpretations of the world, creating animosity and hatred in people. Different neural pathways within the brain create different attitudes, attitudes derived through the individual's personal experiences and the information they consume. News and social media, that bias reality, can significantly impact these neural pathways, shifting attitudes towards a hostile opinion. This is because certain media sources can give incomplete, incorrect or inaccurate accounts of events. If their primary goal is to put forward a particular perspective as opposed to fact-based reporting, news and social media can be linked to how neural pathways are shaped towards processing a more hostile view of certain situations or certain people. Further research has illuminated how news and social media can influence our neural pathways with examples of this seen in both political and religious contexts. When the brain is exposed to inflammatory comments and rhetoric, the neurons fire rapidly, activating certain regions of the brain associated with reinforcing negative opinions or notions. Similarly, in cases related to deep-seated religious beliefs, exposure to conflicting views typically elicits feelings of dislike and thus strengthens the existing deep-seated biases. In both cases, the neural pathways of the brain can become increasingly entrenched due to exposure to these types of viewpoints. This leads to an increase in hate-related sentiment. Neuroscience has shown that certain patterns can be triggered when a person consumes information from online sources, leading to intense psychological reactions such as hatred. This goes hand in hand with psychological theory which suggests that an individual's behaviour is a result of their environment and experiences. As society becomes ever more connected through digital platforms, it is important to understand these psychological triggers and address them in order to prevent the spread of hatred through the neural pathways. Our emotions are incredibly complex, yet they stem from incredible actions of the brain. When a certain emotion is experienced, is it activated through neural pathways in specific areas of the brain? For example, fear activates the amygdala to release hormones like adrenaline that prepare the body for fight or flight. The hypothalamus also plays a role in this emotion by modulating hormones associated with stress responses. On the other hand, joy can be related to increased activity of neurotransmitters such as dopamine which helps create feelings of reward Each emotion arises from an intricate combination of interconnected neural pathways operating simultaneously within the brain. In recent years, racism, religious-based hate crimes and discrimination have all become increasingly pervasive throughout society. Research has indicated that these negative emotions tap into neural pathways, allowing us to experience them on a deeply visceral level. Although racism is often considered a cognitive issue, the psychological response it elicits from the body speaks to how deep-rooted our emotional responses are. Neural pathways within the amygdala, an area of the brain responsible for our emotional reactions, are activated when confronting racism, religious hate crimes and discrimination. In essence, Emotions implanted in our brains as humans send out physical signals that shape and influence our behavior. It is increasingly clear that human beings require connection for optimal health and well-being. Studies conducted by numerous researchers have found that those with strong social networks often experience higher quality of life than those without. Not only do people with regular contact from friends or family report feelings of satisfaction, they may also be at reduced risk of developing long-term illnesses. A study conducted by the Harvard Medical School concluded that higher levels of social interaction increased longevity as those with more social interaction were found to live longer than those who did not. Additionally, Participants who had access to supportive family or friends during times of crisis counted for greater increases in personal satisfaction. Clearly, there are vast benefits to regularly interacting with others, which can help promote overall health and well being. Establishing meaning relationships and feeling connected to others can help improve mental clarity, elevate our mood, sharpen concentration and reduced tension, all essential components, meaning good overall health. So, what about reversing some of these entrenched neural networks? Is it possible? Well, recent research has employed neural networks to deprogram racist and hate-based ideologies through psychological deprogramming. Studies have shown that by retraining the brain with positive and neutralizing messages, undesirable thinking patterns can be deactivated rather than removing existing beliefs and values neural networks offer a way to reprogram thoughts and behavior in order to prevent people from freely displaying hate speech prejudice or bias it is an innovative approach to deprogram ideologies that can be used for a wide ranging application in the world of education and policy making. The implications for using neural networks for deprogramming racism are immense. By breaking down ingrained mentalities, this technology offers a promising pathway for lasting change. Social connection is an essential part of well-being and yet our increasingly digital world, it is becoming harder to stay connected with friends and families. To tackle this issue, create simple new habits tailored to your lifestyle. Investing just a few moments each day to reach out or check in with someone can do wonders for your emotional health. Staying socially connected is one of the most important factors in happiness and overall well-being. The key to increasing social connection lies in effort and intention. Having encounters in person will enrich your relationships and create stronger feelings of connectedness. Don't forget about spontaneous interactions with strangers Two, striking up a conversation on public transportation or getting to your, know your neighbor can bring unexpected rewards for everyone involved. At times, it can be difficult to understand why our brains act and respond the way they do. We don't realize how seemingly insignificant events from our past can later affect our thoughts and our behaviors, and our emotions. By discussing neural pathways and connections with other people, it can help us make a particular sense of these mysterious aspects of the human mind. Sharing experiences related to neural pathways and connections may uncover unique perspectives, helping us gain further insight into our own minds. By sharing our own experiences involving neural pathways and connections with our friends and families and analyzing these, we can better understand ourselves and others. Neuroscience has pointed the amazing power of neural pathways and connection within our brains. They work for strengthening and reinforcing relationships between workmates, between friends, families, or even strangers. They also can drive divisiveness and hatred through social media, the the mainstream media messaging, government propaganda on all sides. This complex web of interactions we call connection could be an indicator of happiness, success and well-being. There's no... real logical reason for us living on this small speck of dust floating in the universe to be hating and killing each other. It makes no sense whatsoever. We're here for a very brief period of time. So keep your eyes peeled for opportunities to, uh, to connect with strangers, uh, small conversations are often the start of something beautiful. Remember that making the effort to connect with someone else will will not only lift your mood but will also help those around you feel appreciated. So we always end with what this means for me. I discovered neural networks relatively early in my life. And I've always been quite conscious of them and it was one of the things that me and my twin brother often talked about, how to reframe and reprogram our entrenched thinking. Uh, And it it allowed us to get flexibility in the way we think. And I've used this as a strategy throughout my life, even for simple things such as exercise, not relating to hatred or any of the big major psychological issues. The example I've got is pull-ups. I hated pull-ups with a passion and I was really annoyed by that. I hated pull-ups so much and I wasn't very good at them. So I made a conscious and intentional effort to reprogram how I thought about pull-ups and progressively over the course of 12 months, starting with assisted pull-ups on the machine, one or two reps, Uh, then to the point where I was doing 100 pull-ups in a gym session of a night time as a pre-workout and I actually love pull-ups now. They don't scare me. I'm not fearful of them. And I've used the strategy of reprogramming neural networks all throughout my life with my career and it's opened up opportunity and my thoughts are is the minute you close that door, and you consider that you've cemented yourself, you've fallen into a behavioural crevice and they can be incredibly dangerous dangerous places to live. And it's also lost opportunity to climb out of that crevice and reframe your thinking, reprogram the way you approach any behaviours that aren't adding value to your life. So I do hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Billions of Adams podcast. And remember, I am part of you, you are part of me, and we are part of everything and everyone.